calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the 13th Amendment. So grab your ratification. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Wallentowski. And I feel like I have, I don't know if I sound this way, but I feel like I have a kind of raspier voice today. Oh. Because last night I went to Medieval Times. I heard about this. I yes, I was um sort of messaging with your girlfriend um about I heard it. Heard about this? And... She didn't realize it was still a thing, and I said, nope. Caroline, <laughs> I need you to be getting the car and making your way to Jersey. Yes, I think thanks to this conversation, I will in the very near future be going to medieval times. So thank you very much, and you're welcome <laughs> in advance. You're w- let me tell you, and 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 I'll spend one. This is my one minute pitch about medieval times. A well-oiled machine it is. It is a well-oiled machine. You get a three-course meal, the juiciest chicken I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, shit. You have to eat it with your fingers because we are, period. Oh, my Lord. And, and, And then, and like during that, you're like, 
watching horses do tricks and and there's a falcon spoiler alert. Oh my lord, okay. And then once dessert hits, honey, then it's time for the joust. And you sit in a section, like you whatever section you're in, it has a color. So there's like, I think there's six in total. So I was in the red section, but there's like red, white, yellow, okay. blue, green, you know, the whole thing. Sure. And so you're, you cheer for your knight. So we were cheering for the red knight who ended up being bad. Um, but But that's still, just so much fun. But so much fun. I mean, so fun. you know me. One of my superpowers is if you tell me who we're rooting for, I put my, my, my body and mm-hmm. soul behind it. Oh, it is game on. It is game on. Mm-hmm. It is game on. It is live or, live or die yes. for me. Uh-huh. And so you watch them joust and then you watch them sword fight and you're like, kill him. Kill him. Got him his head. Got him. Not him. His yeah, my worst base, base self come came out. <laughs> and, you know, of course, like surrounding me is like eight to nine year old celebrating birthdays. And I'm like, slaughter him. <laughs> Make him bleed. That's amazing. But it rocks. Wow. It rocks. It's a whole, it's a whole thing. That's amazing. I I am very excited to go. I will share with you where we went yesterday, which was Philadelphia. <laughs> little different. Little different. Okay. Hey, a lot of history in Philly. I I would know. Yes, well, you and Kyle have done the day trip to Philly. We did a day trip to Philadelphia and went to Betsy Ross's house. What did you do? <laughs> we went to a Columbia women's basketball game. Hell yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. We traveled for sports. We have and do travel for sports. Um, this is the second game that we've done. So they're like in conference play right now. Obviously, it's the season. Obviously, Obviously it's the season. This is the second time that we've traveled for an away game. Love. Um, yes. The first time we went to Princeton. Um, and now this time we went to Philly. I was Love. much, I was not, I was a little bit, I had, I was not well behaved in Princeton because it's, oh. it's like Princeton well. is the top team and then Columbia. So it was a very, it's intense, tense game. Yeah. And I was, you yes, there were kids around and I was like, me. fuck you, Raph. And Caroline was like, there are children and you're yelling yeah, swear words. And I was like, yeah. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I it's, mean, famously, my father got thrown out of my sister's um, seventh grade C team basketball game. Yes, for heckling the ref. So that's the lineage I come from. Yes, yes. And let me tell you, the apple's not falling far from the tree. I, can I mean, feel it. It's I can already it's, feel it. I I told Caroline I was like, just be because she played sports. That was like her entire childhood up and, sure. and like young adulthood. I was like, just be glad you do not currently play them. And that we yeah. are going to the, like, sporting events of people we don't know, although mm-hmm. we've now met, like, we've met people, we've met, like, parents sure. of the you're players because we're, like, yeah. making friends. And yeah. and they're like, hey, how you doing? You're here, too? You're here again? We're like, Hello. Yes. Yes, we're here. Till the end. Till the end of time, we will be here. Hello. Um, But I was, I told Caroline, I was like, just be glad you no longer play. Because imagine this. Oh, my God. Supporting oh my God. you? I couldn't, oh could God. you even imagine? No. I mean I would not you wouldn't need like a glass box. Arden, when I have kids, <laughs> somebody's gonna have to have to like sedate me. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna, it's be, gonna bad. be like a fifth grade spelling bee mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be like fucking 
Ref! Uh-huh. What do you mean? That's not how you spell mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> of course there's like two H's. Come on. Of course there's two H's. Come on. Read a fucking book. Oh, my God. I was yelling shit at the Princeton refs like, check your wallets. Check your wallets. For your, yeah. like, you know, like stuff. Where was I coming up with this? I don't know. I have no idea. It was insane. I don't know. Spirit takes over. A spirit takes over. I was much better behaved at Penn yesterday because we creamed them, so there was no need to be angry. It's easy. <laughs> Once you get to a certain level, you're like, oh, I have nothing to prove. I have nothing to prove. I don't, I don't – for me, it comes from a place of, like, I'm coaching. Like, yes. I'm in coach mode when I'm watching. Yes. And so if we're doing well, I don't have to coach. I don't like, have I to can coach. sit back. I'll have yes. my drink. I'll have my nachos. Yes. I'll just sit back. I'll but if we're not back. doing well or yes. it's close, mommy's coaching. Yes, I mean, and we were sitting right behind the team yesterday, and it's like the Columbia coach is tiny, and I would be very afraid of her. She yells, sure. she she yells a lot. I mean, she seems she's probably a very nice person. She just yells a lot, and she swears. And oh, she like, was yelling at the the ref. I mean, not like yelling at the refs, but she was like yelling at her people about the refs yesterday. And at one totally. point, she was so angry. I think they called a travel on somebody, and it was not really a travel, but it was like the twelfth thing that had happened. Yeah. And she turned around. She's like, I don't know. She's got to be like five foot two, but like just at a 15 all the time. Sure. Six, five energy. Six, five energy and like a five, two body, a hundred percent. She turned around to like her team and she like just the anger, like pointing out through lasers of her fingers. And she was like, what is his name? But like just about the ref, just anger. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <gasps> See, that's me. Like I rock am which I'm with Coach Megan. I am with Coach rock Megan. Rock and roll. Rock and roll, Coach Megan. Rock and yeah. roll. Love. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we both had similar <gasps> emotional experiences. Emotional experiences. I'll be at different settings. Different settings. Different settings. <laughs> Different settings, different settings. (laughs) But, like, we were both sitting in stadiums of sports. Totally. Screaming. Screaming stadiums of sports. Totally. 100%. Yes. Um, And uh, our topic today has sort of absolutely nothing to do with There's no way to segue. There's absolutely no way to segue. No way to segue. Absolutely not. But I will say... It has been quite a long time since we've done an amendment. Like, that feels big. It feels intense. Especially this one. So big, so intense. It's very big, so, very intense. Like, one of the ones that you, I would hope, we generally learn about in school. Yes. You know, it, yes. it's, it gets mentioned commonly yes. because of what it did. Yes. I actually uh, I was surprised we had not done this one before. I, I like, And honey, did I check? I checked, too. I checked, too. I was like... 13th Amendment into the Google Drive. Nothing came up. I like took out the TH on the 13. I was like, maybe yeah. we didn't label it. I searched the number 13. Oh, uh, yeah. 100%. I was like, yeah. really? We've never done really? the 13th Amendment. We've done the Emancipation Proclamation. We've like talked We've about it. We've danced around. We've danced around. I was like, yes. okay. It's Let's time. do it. It's way past time. It's way past time. To talk about the 13th Amendment. Exactly so. right. Hell yeah. Here well, we before we jump into this meaty sort of prolific amendment yes. do you want to tell us about the sources for today i see a lot i'm excited it's very it's a very source heavy uh episode today uh the first source is uh, just congress congress hmm. congress we the called. archives of congress had some we called and we were like hey give me everything you have on the 13th amendment on the 13th amendment <laughs> what you got the it was a great article by uh, two professors Jamal Green and Jennifer Mason McAward from the Constitution Center. You know I love them. Great, 
love the Constitution, love the Constitution Center. Center. Also, just the Senate, the Senate archives. Yeah. Love. We love them. And the National Museum of American History and Culture. Hell yeah. 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 Great sources. Yeah. Great sources. So let's jump on in. First of all, what is the 13th Amendment? Let's get, let's just, let's just say it, shall we? The 13th Amendment prohibits slavery and involuntary servitude in all places subject to U.S. jurisdiction, except when imposed as punishment for a crime for which a person has been duly convicted. Yeah. So, I mean, I get like... Yeah. But like, that's weird, right? It's weird. It's why you can have like Immediately off the bat, I'm like, wait, there can't be an accept. There can't be an accept. There is an accept. There is an accept. If you're a convicted criminal, fuck off. We can do whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not good. Yep. Ooh. They just... Oh, man. Okay. All right. Here I am buckling my seatbelt. We'll talk about it again. It comes up again. And we're going to talk about the lasting effects of the amendment. We'll talk about it. Okay. Super. Off to a smashing star with this. Yes. Proposed by Congress and ratified by the states in the wake of the Civil War, the 13th Amendment was the first of the three Reconstruction Amendments. So, yeah, this is how I learned about the 13th Amendment was in context with all three of them. Yeah. It was like this one, the 14th, and the 15th. They all did these three different things and all had to do with the end of the Civil War and slavery and all of that. Yeah. Together, these amendments aimed to safeguard the rights of newly emancipated slaves and ensure that states accorded due process and equal protection of the laws to all persons. Great. Sure. Unlike the other Reconstruction Amendments, the 14th and the 15th Amendments, and indeed the rest of the Constitution... The 13th Amendment's prohibitions applied directly to private individuals in addition to government actors. Yes. So it's talking about literally the people. The people. The people. You and me, everybody that steps foot in, that is an American citizen that's in the United States. People. It's so short. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, that's the thing about amendments. Is that some of these amendments, like this one, this is a huge amendment. Yeah. This is this is truly tackling something that is so big. And granted, there's the 14th and the 15th that like also supplements it, but like you would think that you would be given more than one sentence. Mm-hmm. This is one, it's one sentence, sentence. It's one to sentence. basically say. No slavery. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> it's a lot. What? <laughs> yeah. And in a way, it's, I mean, it's great because all of, like, we, we have all these bills now that are thousands of pages that totally, say, like, except in the case of this, especially in the case of this, except when there's a hill involved. Totally. And there's water <laughs> underneath it. You have Obviously. to do environmental, XYZ. which are good, environmental, yeah. like, you know. But no, like, but it's just like the difference. Just, you cannot enslave or you, slavery and involuntary servitude are no more. Or no more. No more. That's it. Talk Done. about cutting Done. through the bullshit. Mm-hmm. This is one sentence. Yeah. It has a hey. qualifier. The sentence includes a qualifier. If yeah. you're a convicted felon. 
doesn't we apply can do to whatever you. we want mm-hmm. which again is like yeah but like jesus christ it sure. never occurs to you that these amendments that like yeah hold, like you know well especially when you think of supreme court cases and granted I don't think there's a ton of Supreme Court cases coming about the 13th Amendment specifically anymore. I may be wrong. But, like, one's about, like, the first or second whatever. Yeah. You have how, like, when you think of, like, the amount of pages, like, a dissent and an opinion is yeah. about something. And, and, and it's based on an amendment, which, in the case of the earlier ones especially, are, like, a couple of sentences. Yeah. And then we have dissertations that are just like, this is what the founding fathers mean when they used this one word, one word. in this two uh-huh. sentence uh-huh. amendment. And I and I disagree. It actually meant this. And here's a hundred pages about what I think it meant. Right. It's I mean, this is when like, you know, my mind starts imploding. I'm like, this is crazy. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, okay, okay. But so succinct. So succinct. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about how the amendment got passed, because it did take some work. I bet. I mean, <laughs> it took some work. Not everybody Itch. wanted the 13th Amendment. Cal you surprise. don't say. Tell surprise. Tell surprise. So, despite the bold commitment to equality in the Declaration of Independence, slavery was legal in all 13 colonies in 1776. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. By the start of the Civil War, 4 million people, nearly all of African descent, were held as slaves in 15 southern and border states. Slaves represented one-eighth of the U.S. population in 1860. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Many people think that slavery ended with the Emancipation Proclamation, which was issued by President Abraham Lincoln on January 1st, 1863. We've done an episode. We have done an episode on that. It is very good. Not to toot our own horns, but here we are. Beep, beep. We're going to toot because it's our show. Mm -hmm. Um, So go listen to that. However, the Emancipation Proclamation freed only slaves held in the 11 Confederate states that had seceded and only in the portion of those states not already under Union control, which (laughs) is kind of crazy because he's basically saying like (laughs) – you keep, like slaves in the states that we have no say or jurisdiction over, you're free. It's really, I mean, what? I'm sure we talked about it in the Advanced Years of Proclamation episode, but it's really kind of baller. It's baller. To be like, hey, be free. hey, you over there, you're free. And and like, imagine being Robert E. Lee being like, ex- fucking excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> this is my country now. Right. Abe. Abe. Or I run this. Babe, but Abraham Lincoln's like, I don't care. No, free. Mm-hmm. I mean, the shit we did. That's why he's called Abraham Lincoln. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about swinging for the fences. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's so oh, it's, it's just great. Mm-hmm. When you see like historical great um, political politics at work, yes, because obviously, like it doesn't. The Emancipation Proclamation is so symbolic. Like, it didn't, as we're talking about, it didn't do anything because these are people who were in places that were not under the control. But, like, the the mentality of it, like, the mental impact. Right, right. And also, because it took a while for the information, like, we talk about this in the episode, it took a while for the information to get to the people in those areas. Right. 
And it and wasn't until like months later that they were like, what? Oh, we're free? It's such okay, a well, what do we oh do about gosh. that? Like, how do we actualize that? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's great in theory. It's like, it's honestly. How do, we get, in, how do we get that to be real? Right. It's like psychological warfare almost. Yeah. yeah. In, in not in a negative way, but in a positive way. If like. Right. right. I'm going to, I'm going to give people hope. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Abe. Jeez Louise. You had me at hello. 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 You had me at four score. Good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) While Lincoln waited until late 1864 to publicly support an abolition amendment, he was quietly supporting it behind the scenes, though. Radical Republicans like the senator from Massachusetts, Charles Sumner, and Ohio Representative James Ashley called for such action in 1863. Mm, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's always people ahead of it. Yeah, yeah, these people were ahead of it. This is a little bit like the, was it LBJ who was like, I'm with you, but you got to make me do it. Like, mm, you got to make probably. me do the civil rights. All oh, the civil sure. rights stuff that you want me to do, yeah. I'm with you, but like, you got to force me to do it. Yeah, it's yeah. politics. It's politics. It's politics. It's yeah. like, look, I agree, yeah. but we got to do this in a certain way. Right. So like, publicly, this is what you got to do. Privately, this is what we got to do. Right. Sumner and his allies applauded Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, but they believed the wartime measure did not go far enough. Instead, they demanded what they termed a constitutional guarantee of perpetual freedom. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Because also it only applied to some people. Totally. And it was also just uh, like it didn't have teeth. Right. Right. You know, like right. it's a, it's almost like a... a, a um, the dedication of what we're going to do. Right, right, right. Here's my promise to you. Right. It's a campaign promise, which is nice. Exactly. It's nice to know what your intentions are. Totally. But that doesn't guarantee me that I'm going to get my freedom. Right. Right. Yeah. Such debates shaped the language of the amendment and influenced an evolving definition of equality. In late 1863, Sumner became chairman of a new committee on slavery, where he hoped to consider all proposals for abolition. On February 8, 1864, he introduced his own constitutional amendment, asking that it be referred to his committee. I love this. He's like, I've got my own idea. Here it I'd is. I'd love to take it into consultation with me. With me. I'd love to, for me to look at it and approve it. <laughs> Go off, King. Go off. <laughs> like, that's how I would do it. He's like, I'm sick of this slavery shit. I want it gone. My idea is the best, and yeah. I'm going to approve it. Great. I would love to just bring it under advisement f- to me, mm-hmm. by me, from mm-hmm. me. From me. And, and then we'll be able it. to present it. This, this is great. I no. don't see anything wrong with this with this idea. No. The Judiciary Committee chairman, Lyman Trumbull, objected, insisting instead that his committee must consider such proposals. No needs to be mine. It's mine. It's mine. We're having a pissing contest. Totally. It's the war of the committees. It's the war of the committees. It's the war of the committees. I mean, in this I mean, in this instance, I'm a little bit like, okay, maybe the guy with the idea should it should sure. go to the other committee. But like also this is about people's freedom, so who the fuck cares? Right. Let's get this done. <laughs> Let's get this done. Like, who cares what committee it goes to? At right. The Senate sided with Trumbull and Sumner's radical views stirred action, but they also made enemies. Quote, ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? I mean, of course, this guy's like, I want all these people free and I want it done yesterday. Do you think these yeah. people in Congress and in the Senate 
during this time were like, yes, of course, of course we should do this no, now. Absolutely. I am so sorry. I love that idea. I am Sumner. so sorry. Charles, yes, you you're correct. on and finger on the pulse. Let's uh-huh. do this. Why didn't we think of this before, Four. actually? No. Who started, guy, Charles? I'm surprised this guy was alive walking around saying this shit. Oh. Because, quote, here we go. Quote, if I could cut the throats of about half a dozen senators, confessed William Pitt Fessenden of Maine, Sumner would be the first victim. Hell uh, yes. People wanted yes. him dead. Hell yes. You forget. Mm-hmm. You genuine you genuinely forget that like back in the day, these guys, these yeah. senators, these congressmen, they were messy. Uh-huh. They back alley fights with sh- back alley fights, yep. punching each other in the face, yep. being like, You're not a gentleman. Boom. Yeah. Rocks. Yeah. They just to say this shit. I've I've got a hit list. And this I've motherfucker's on it. Mm-hmm. If I could, if I, I don't could like his ideas. kill them. And also I like that he's like, if I could kill six people, that would be great. <laughs> Very specific. Six. Six people. Uh-huh. And number one is Charles. <laughs> number one is Charles. Because I hate his ideas. Because I hate his guts. Yeah. Because I hate his guts. I hate his guts. Because of what he wants to do about slavery. Not even yeah. about like, you know. Some kind of honor thing where, like, yeah. he as- offended my name or he slept with my wife or whatever. Mm-mm. I hate his slavery ideas. I hate that he wants to abolish slavery. Mm-hmm. I want him to. I want to slit his throat. And that's the other yeah. thing. Slit his throat. Slit his It's very specific. It's very, it's it's messy. It's messy. That's, that's a, a messy way to that's go. That's a messy way to go. Yeah. Many supporters of the abolition amendment feared that any association with Sumner could undermine success because he wow, was wow, so wow. radical in his belief. He was like, totally. everybody should be free. I don't everybody understand. should be free. And they're like, whoa. What is the problem? Hold on, Charles. Yeah. You're about to get your throat slit. Get mm-hmm. a grip. Right. And so people didn't want their throat slit because they could be the other five people. Totally. On Trumbull's hit list. Yeah. For not Trumbull, not Trumbull. Uh, uh, f- um, they could be one of the other Fessenden. people. Fessenden. 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 On Fessenden's hit list. Yeah. Yikes. Oh my God. Maine. No offense. No, nothing against Maine, but like, come on, buddy. Right. It, it doesn't what fit was your big character. Right. <laughs> What's going on in Maine? What's going on in Maine? <laughs> so by January of 1864, the Senate Judiciary Committee was debating and drafting the amendment. Sumner's proposal for absolute, quote, equality before the law, end quote, was, say it with me, rejected. rejected. It was too much. Yes. Making all persons, quote, equal before the law, end quote, argued one senator, might lead to dangerous consequences such as... Drum roll, please. The biggest nightmare of them all. Oh, my God. Providing voting rights to women. Women. Very scary people. We cannot let them anywhere near the voting box. I can imagine this senator. What will we do? What will we do? I can imagine this senator. He's like, he's standing up. He has the floor. And he's like, (laughs) gentlemen. To make all persons equal before the law could lead to the destruction of this nation by giving votes to women. And then everybody's like, 
It's a caricature. Like, he right, said it. He said He it. said Macbeth. He said the cursed name. He said women in these hallowed halls. You're not God. supposed to mention them. them. You're not supposed to. You cannot no. say it. He, they who must Only not by be their archetype, archetype job. Mother. Mother. Wife. Wife. Mm-hmm. Sister. Sister. <laughs> Sister. Seamstress. Yes. Oi, oi, oi. Milkmaid. Milkmaid. Oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Oh my God. I mean, talk about... This is the other thing I appreciate about this time period. These guys really said the quiet part out loud. Oh, yes, yes. They, they had no problem. No. They were like, if we free the slaves and give everybody equal rights, if we literally say equal before the law, all persons are equal before the law, we're going to give women the right. We're going to give women rights. Yeah. And that is would be a catastrophe for this nation. Right. And and <laughs> just like, I mean, on the one hand, I mean, obviously it's, it's like, this is insane. But right. on the other hand, I'm like, well... At, at least we know where you stand. Right. At least we know what, you're, what we're dealing with. Like, thank there's, you. There's no smokes and mirrors here. Right, right. It's just simply bigotry. It's just bigotry. That's it. Go off. Yeah. Instead, so, uh, you know, Charles was proposing equal before the law, all persons equal before the law. The committee was like, can you uh, can you even imagine women getting the chaos. Right to vote? My Get God. a grip. They would elect donkeys. Yikes. Instead, the committee approved more modest language that echoed the Northwest Ordinance of 1787, which said, quote, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist within the United States. So instead of equal before the law, everybody, they're like, neither slavery nor like let's get actually very specific about what we mean here instead of like a a very permissive amendment it's an kind of like an exclusive exclusive exclusatory exclusionary exclusionary amendment thank you sure i've had a problem with words this week that's all good an exclusionary amendment that just names what it doesn't want yeah yes yeah, or it's like only this. This mm-hmm. only applies to this. this. This only applies to slavery and involuntary servitude. Don't yeah. ask us about women. No. Because the answer is, are they no. slaves? Are they involuntary servitudes? Then this doesn't concern This doesn't them. apply. No. This doesn't apply. They're women. No, they're women. Let them be. Let them be. Let they don't want to vote anyway. It's they don't too much anyway. on the brain. It's too much. It's too much to remember. Too much they're to remember the feeble-minded. Feeble-minded totally. creatures. Totally. Barely human as it is. We couldn't hold credit cards in our names until what, 1991? Like, that's insane. Yeah. Something. LOL. LOL. Shout out to my credit card. (laughs) (laughs) On February 10th, 1864, Trumbull reported the amendment out of committee and full Senate debate began. So they agreed on slavery nor involuntary servitude as the language. Yep. Fears, uh uh-oh, of race mixing and social upheaval issued that figured prominently in the later House debate were largely absent. So that's actually kind of surprising. (laughs) Yeah, they they, they didn't think of it. They were just like, you know, whatever. I mean, I guess like the House is more and it just feels more... That's where you get that's where you get your your real tricky ones because the Senate, it's only two, two people per state. Yeah. And so I think you can, I mean, not nowadays, but I can see it being more 
almost moderate in some instances yeah. than in the house where you get like your polarizing yeah. like in in more numbers ends right. of the spectrum. Right. You have more people and then you have somebody who represents a more specific district as yeah. opposed to two people who represent a very large geographic area who right. in theory have to be more moderate to be elected by right. that entire geographic area. Right. You know, like so yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. They also, yeah. you know, the Senate did away with the woman thing. That was their major concern. So now yeah. they didn't, you know, they weren't thinking like, about it. Did you address the mixing. woman thing? Okay, fine. Okay, fine. I'm not, well, we're not going to worry about that. Now leave it to us to address the race mixing because that's yeah. clearly an issue. Yeah. Well, rather, senators argued over the constitutionality of uncompensated emancipation, the nature of federalism, and the propriety of adopting the first constitutional amendment in 60 years. So it feels like they're caught up in, like, the admin of it all. Yeah. They're like, logistically, like, how does this work? Right. They're like, we don't, we didn't do we, this before. Like, These all logistically, happened. The first logistically, ones happened many a moon ago. How do we do our job? Right. Somebody how do you get do out the an books? amendment? Get out the books. Can somebody... Can somebody call John mm-hmm. over at the library and just make sure that we're sort of doing this whole amendment thing right? Because yeah. we really want to make sure we're dotting our I's and crossing our T's here. <laughs> love that. Love, love that that's what we're bringing to the floor while debating the 13th Amendment. Yes. It's very, very good. I mean, at least we're concerned about it. Sure. Again, let's get, it, let's it, get our ducks in a row before we send it off to the house. It could have been a real, you know, Ohio State situation where Ohio is not a state until many years later. Totally. Could you I mean, imagine could've... having to retroactively put Be like, oh. slavery, <laughs> make slavery illegal? Oopsie doops, forgot to sign that one. Sorry, 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 my bad. That's on me. That's on me. So sorry. A few radicals sought ways to empower the freedom with civil and economic rights, but most senators agreed that abolition alone was the goal. Quote, we give the black man no right except his freedom, end quote, and that was explained by Missouri Senator John Henderson, we leave the rest to the states, is the rest of his quote. So he's basically saying, all we're saying is that they're free. Yeah. The states can figure out what to do with them individually yeah. from there. Right. We're not giving Which them money. We're not giving them land. We're not giving them anything. Like, we're just giving them their freedom. Yeah. You don't have to be a slave anymore. Right. Where they, What they do next, yeah. not our problem. Whatever Texas does with you. Mm-hmm. It's up to Texas. Yep. On April 8th, 1864, the Senate took the first crucial step towards the constitutional abolition of slavery. Before a packed gallery, a strong coalition of 30 Republicans, four border state Democrats, and four Union Democrats joined forces to pass the amendment 38 to 6. Whoa, whoa, wee, whoa. Yep. It's like a pretty big margin. It is a big margin, yeah. I mean, I guess we did expel all the senators who were from the Confederate States. <laughs> That's true. So <laughs> they weren't a part of this. So, <laughs> so it really helps when you just get rid of when the riffraff. When you get rid of the competition, that makes it easy to do yeah. what you want to do. I do. I do forget mm-hmm. that. I do forget that. Like we totally were like, hey, if you if your state seceded, like bye, bye. <laughs> yes. You don't get to come to work anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you're fired. That's so funny. Okay. Well, great. It passes the Senate. Yeah. In the months that followed, two test votes failed in the House, and the amendment was sidelined by the national election. 
Then, in December, representatives convened a lame duck session to renew the debate. This set the stage for action in January of 1865 by the newly re-elected Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So Lincoln's back for four more years. No spoilers about what happens there. The, The Congress and the Senate are like, you know what? Now's the time we're lame duck. We've got babe for four more years. Mm-hmm. Don't knock on wood. And we're going to get this done now. Yeah. We're going to get this done now. This now done it's now. back to the top of our agendas. Yes. Yeah. Because we don't have to now... worry about God knows who taking over the presidency. Mm-hmm. Now we can do something about it. At last, on January 31st, 1865, the House passed the 13th Amendment. Though not as Though not needed as a symbolic gesture of approval... President Lincoln signed the document and sent it to the states for ratification. That I mean, that's nice. He was like, I mean, yes, I yeah. do approve. That's great. I would do that if I was president. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Well, especially something as big as this. I'm this? like, this yes. is this is what he's yeah. been working towards. Like, oh, if I've been, if I have gone through the Civil freaking War, uh huh. And have have turned out victorious and have been like propelling the the nation that has split itself into towards the freeing of slaves. You betcha. I'm yeah. gonna be signing the document. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be putting my name on that. It's gonna be mm-hmm. John Hancock. It's gonna be B A B E Burham Lincoln. Yeah. That's gonna be like Fifty percent of the page. Oh yeah, and then, and then it's going to say, get a copy "You're and frame welcome." It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm going to take some red lipstick. I'm going to put it on my lips, and I'm going to go, yeah. Done. And then I'm going to send it to the states. Yeah. Then I'm going to send it to the Confederate states and be like, "That's a wrap on that." Mm-hmm. That's see you a wrap at the party. See you at I'll the see party. You. I'll see you at the holiday party. Mm-hmm. Good luck next time. Mm-hmm. Try Check. it again. Mate. Try it again. Try it again. Mm-hmm. Try it again. I dare you to make me pull this car over. Mm-hmm. I dare you to make me. Hell yeah. yeah. Go off, babe. Yep. Initially, ratification seemed a given. What do you mean? By the end of March, 19 states had voted for the amendment and then the process started to get bogged down, and by April 14, 1865, which was the date that President Lincoln was assassinated, only 21 states were on board. Oy. Yeah. And they needed 29. They needed 29. Mm-hmm. And then enter literally stage right, John oh, Wilkes Booth. Hold on. I think they needed 27. Still. 27. They're so They needed close. 27 states. 27 They're states. They're so yeah. close. Yeah. They're close. They're close. And- and we got we got drama queen John mm-hmm. yeah. coming up here because he's pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Really? So suddenly, because of the aforementioned assassination of Abraham Lincoln, Vice President Andrew Johnson, himself a war Democrat from Tennessee, was in the White House. He found himself suddenly president. Johnson was staunchly pro-union, but he was less passionate about ending slavery. Uh-huh, but you were. Ooh, don't go. Don't get my blood boiling about old Andrew Johnson. I know. 
Abolitionists were relieved when Johnson used his power as the chief executive to force Southern states to ratify the amendment as part of his Reconstruction policy. Okay. 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 We have we like this. Seems seems a good positive thing to do. Mm-hmm. On December 6th, 1865, nearly 12 months after President Lincoln had ceremoniously signed the document, Georgia became the 27th state to ratify the 13th Amendment. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you for doing that and then sort of ruining everything else after yeah, that. Yeah. Thank you for doing the bare minimum only to do the um, absolute worst um, <laughs> maximum for the rest of your presidency, dear Andrew Johnson. Dear Andrew Johnson. Dear Andrew Johnson, I wish you ill. <laughs> Good thing he's dead. The three quarters of the states needed to make the amendment law had finally been reached. Huzzah! Huzzah! Slavery is ended. Slavery and in and involuntary servitude. Involuntary servitude. Just those things. Just those things. Except in some very specific circumstances, which we're going to talk about, which will be very upsetting. Uh oh. Okay. Well, let's talk about the lasting effects of the Thirteenth Amendment. The most immediate impact of the Thirteenth Amendment was to end chattel slavery as it was practiced in the Southern United States. Makes sense. However, the amendment also bars involuntary servitude, which covers a broader range of labor arrangement where a person is forced to work by the use or threatened use of physical or legal coercion. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Hold on, I'm going to itch. For example... The 13th Amendment bans peonage, mm-hmm. okay, which occurs when a person is compelled to work to pay off a debt. Ooh. Originally a Spanish practice, peonage was practiced in the New Mexico Territory and spread across the southern United States after the Civil War. Yep. Former slaves and other poor citizens became indebted to merchants and plantation owners For living and working expenses. Unable to repay their debts, they became trapped in a cycle of work without pay. And kind of, again, interesting. Yeah. The Supreme Court held this practice to be unconstitutional in 1911 with the case Bailey v. Alabama. Oh, we got to cover that. I know. I know. We might do that next. That That sounds great. Houston, write this down. We got to cover that. Got to cover that. Yeah. I mean, it is – I'm glad that they include this in yes. the 13th Amendment. Uh-huh. It almost – yeah, it feels like, oh, I wouldn't have thought to think of this. You know, I just you, – mm-hmm. you think – like, when we think of slavery, we think of something very specific, but actually, like, there were different, there are different arrangements of, yeah. that all caused the same – horrible problem right so i'm glad at least even though this amendment is one sentence long and purposefully excludes various groups of people as well yes. included this and so it, yes. it like closed a loophole it closed almost. a loophole yes yeah 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 Most scholars also assume it would violate the 13th Amendment to order specific performance of a service contract, 
So an example of this situation would be where an employee has a contract to work a full year, but wants to leave after six months. Hmm. Forcing the employee to continue work instead of paying a financial penalty to get out of their contract would almost certainly violate the 13th Amendment. Okay. I, that, I had no idea that was even like that, that. I mean, and that's like a real, like a real world. Yeah. Today. Totally. Applicable circumstance. Good to know. Good to know. Notably, the amendment does allow a person convicted of a crime, we've talked about this, to be mm-hmm. forced to work. This is the exclusion. Mm-hmm. Thus, prison mm-hmm. labor practices from chain gangs to prison laundries do not run afoul of the 13th Amendment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The 13th Amendment has also been interpreted to... The 13th Amendment has also been interpreted to permit the government to require certain forms of public service, mm-hmm. presumably extending to military service and jury duty. Wow. Yeah. So this is kind of how, like, the draft is legal. Yeah. Yeah. And how... Yikes. The courts can make you go sit in the room. Yeah. And for it days violate. on end or yeah. take over weeks of your life and pay you... I don't know. And I learned in Texas, jury duty pays you $6. Oh, yeah. It's, I think, day. Uh, pretty much like across the nation, it's not great. Oh, it's not great. But I, I recently went for jury duty in the city and it's 40 bucks a day. And I was, Do you know? In Texas, I learned it's $6. $6. We love it. And oh, I was like, that's even less than a minimum wage, minimum wage for an hour. For an hour. <laughs> Yeah. No, what? we rock. We rock. I love Texas and being from Texas and everything oh about it. God. Um, but do you know I still have never been called for jury duty? In I my life. Don't release this episode. They'll get you. I've been saying this for years. They'll get I've you. I've said this before. I, I like How at is this that point possible. No idea. No idea. I, I'm I, like, I, there are some days when I'm like, did I miss it? Am I in trouble with the law? Like, like I'm no. waiting for like a letter. With you a would fine. get like the big card, the big no, red card. Wow. Nothing. I have never been contacted for jury duty. Wow. I've gone three times. Well, I'm sort of it's... like, I want to get it out of the way so I can like have that buffer that you get when you do serve. You're like, okay, you won't do it for another like X amount of time. Yeah. But I'm just waiting with like a, a, a knife over my head. Like, all right, it's going to. And you know, you know that they're going to put me on something that's like six weeks long. Well, you, you can't, if it's, if it's something like that, not that I want to say you can get out of it, but you, they can only require you to be available for two weeks. So if it's, if it's going to be, if they know that it's going to be more than that, you can, can they'll go through a whole process and like, it will come up and you can be like, because the first time I went to go serve jury duty. I was 24 yeah. and working hourly jobs. I had no money. And this guy was up for like, he was charged with like, I don't know, two counts of dismemberment, three counts of murder, two counts of whatever. And I was like, oh my God, if I had money, I, I would be try and get on this case. Like, this I know. Did you see me start ins- smiling? I know. I, know. I was like, if I, I like- could do it, I would do it. But they like they make you go for this particular court. They made us go up to the judge and like tell them in person why we couldn't serve. Yeah. And I went up and I was like, I was like, you know, a, a 
baby in New York and like basically crying. And I was like, this will bankrupt me. Like if you make me serve, I will have no money. Yeah. And he was like, well, that's not really our our problem. And I was like, yes, it is. I will have no money. I will not be able to buy food. I will not have. And he was like, okay, you're dismissed. I was like, like, fuck off. Like, I know (laughs) you can't. But anyway, yeah. Um, but you, yeah, if, if, if it's something like that, like in general. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, but seven, I'm, yeah, it's usually once you go, whether you serve on a case or you just go for the day or whatever, yeah. it's seven years buffer that you get. And I just did it. Yeah. I'm like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I can, I'll go. Maybe I'll it's go. Brooklyn. I, huh? Maybe I don't it's know. that it's Brooklyn. I mean. Well, you think we don't have crime in Brooklyn? <laughs> no, no, no. I just, maybe yeah. there's like. I, I, the I don't know the cases are there's more people I don't know maybe I don't, I don't know. know well I'm uh, government of Brooklyn I'm <laughs> I'm waiting and I know you want me because when you think about it yeah it is it is on my journey to be a oh a, what is it called a foreman yes you would be a great foreman yeah. You think you think I'm not going to read the the verdict? Oh, 100%. I was born for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We find the defendant guilty. <laughs> guilty. Guilty. Had that G come from deep within the throat? Deep, guilty. Deep guttural from the belly. Guilty. guilty. Yeah. On counts of one. Guilty. <laughs> guilty. Yeah. Guilty. Anyways. Yeah. All that to say, that is our episode. On the 13th Amendment, I would say overall, we really needed this. Mm-hmm. Could have gone further for sure. Shout yes. out to us for sort of stopping more progress from happening. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to us for that. <laughs> but with that said, that is our episode. And we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As always, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.